0: Strike your colors, you bloomin cockroaches. And keep a wary eye out for stowaways. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and think, "Man, do they know secrets I don't?" Yes, yes, they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, teacher, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Guys, I have some super duper exciting news. Me and the other firmly founded coaches are launching a brand new monthly teen membership program. Four coaches, one program, exclusively for teens. People have been asking for this for a while, and we're making it happen. I'll give more details at the end of the episode, but right now I'll just say this much. It's not your mother's coaching program. Now, episode 25, Brain Stowaways. We'll be at Port Carnival in a week's time, lads. Captain Pegleg, captain and owner of the ship The Lost Mind, let his men revel for a moment. Rufus danced a jig. Tums and Skip wrestled in delight, and Smiley had never smiled wider. They've been at sea a long while now, and they'll all be happy to get to their final destination, especially Captain Pegleg. Now get back to work, he said, and Captain Pegleg went below to the galley to talk to the cook about a problem. What do you mean we're running out of food? Haven't I hired you to outfit this voyage with enough slop and meals for my crew? Why, Captain, you have. Then why do we not have enough slop and meals to get us to the bitter end? Pegleg poked the cook's belly. I ah, is someone eating more than his fair share because, heaven help me, I'll make chum of them faster than two flaps of the old Jolly Raja. The cook stepped back in fear. No, Captain, every man's portion has been weighed and measured, even mine. That's why I can't make heads or tails of it. There is only one explanation, sir. There is someone else on board stealing food. A stowaway. Captain Pegleg let out a deep breath of disgust. (sighs) Lock up the food every night. If there is a stowaway on my ship... I'll find him and get back the food he stole by cutting him open from bow to stern myself. Aye, Captain, very good, but you probably shouldn't eat any food you get out of him for sanitary. I was being menacing. Captain Pegleg slammed the galley door on his way out. He grabbed two of his biggest men and they started the search. They searched high and low, yet by nightfall they found nothing. They searched the next day and the next, but still nothing. To make matters worse, the first mate reported that they should have passed Little Rock Island by now, and they haven't. After some recalculations, he put them at least five days behind schedule. Before Captain Pegleg could unleash a rage-filled tirade at him, Cook appeared and delivered even more bad news. The food is still running out, faster than it should. Captain Pegleg seethed. Keep a watchful eye, Meartys. This has the makings of a mutiny. Some unseen devil is fixing to. He trailed off in thought. Then suddenly and with new energy, he looked at his first mate. Send the crew below, all of them. I want to interview them one by one in my quarters. When I'm done, I'll send them topside to the deck with you. Make sure there be no mingling between them. Aye, aye said the first mate. What questions are you going to ask them? Captain Peglake smiled. Ha, just one. When he had spoken to every last crew member, he lined them up all on the deck. I'm sure you've all heard by now that we have a stowaway on our ship. We searched every crevice and hole in the lost mind and found nothing. It wasn't until I learned that not only are we "'slowly running out of food, "'but we are falling further and further behind course "'that I realized that he's been hiding in plain sight. "'One of you is the stowaway.' "'Murmurs came from the crew "'as they all looked sideways at each other. "'I, someone who doesn't belong, "'someone who's snuck aboard at some point in the journey "'and has made himself at home on my vessel.' eating my crew's food and pretending that he's useful, even getting all chummy with the other crew members until we all believed that he belonged. Which is why I pulled each and every low life in one of you into my quarters and asked you one question. What is your job on this ship? Every one of you had a prepared answer, but one seemed a little too prepared. Captain Peglake stopped in front of one particular crew member. Smiley! Smiley stood up straight. Yes, Captain? What was it that you said you'd do on my ship? Quality Inspector, sir. Aye, Quality Inspector. Sounds good, doesn't it, lads? After all, we want this ship operating at tip-top shape if we're going to make it to our destination as efficiently as possible. But it wasn't until I interviewed the rest of the crew where your job started to sound, shall we say, superfluous. Tums says he spends most of his days organizing ropes instead of manning the riggings. Rufus has been mending pants instead of keeping us at full sail. Callahan has been cleaning nautical instruments instead of minding the map. And when I asked them all why, why be spending your time on such insignificant things and not on the tasks that will actually get us to our destination, they all said the same thing. Smiley said it wasn't good enough. So, Smiley, I ask you, if my ship isn't good enough, What are you doing on it? Peg leg grabbed Smiley by the collar and threw him overboard. Okay, I might have had too much fun with that one, but we all have stowaways in our brain boats. Thoughts that have been there so long, they are now beliefs. And these beliefs actually aren't doing us any good. They are stealing energy from us and making the voyage to our desired destination take a wee bit longer. Or worse, they might have gotten us completely off course, so we won't even get there at all. Beliefs that things need to be a certain way and we can't do things a different way. Beliefs that certain things are hard to do or certain people must act a certain way. Teachers, parents, friends, bosses, teens, whatever. Or it could be a belief that we just aren't good enough. Like smiley. The secret for an awesome life today is to find all the beliefs that have stowed away in your brain boat, that are making the journey more difficult, and throw them overboard. The trick with some of these beliefs is that they masquerade as being important, factual, something that may even help us reach our destination, but ultimately they hold us back more than they propel us forward. To find a stowaway belief Analyze all your thoughts about a circumstance in your life. Right now, pick something that seems to be holding you back, troubling you, making things more difficult than you would like them to be. I can never find a ride to hang out with my friends. The pandemic shut down school. This new girl is trying to split up me and my best friend. Great. Now that you have that, write down a goal you have for that situation that will make things better. Something you would love to do and something you would do, not someone else, that could make this whole thing better. I want to hang out with my friends. I want to do well in school. I want to keep my best friend. Then do what I call a thought vomit. You heard me right. A thought vomit is simply writing down everything that comes to mind for a particular problem in your life. Write them all down. Then go back through what you wrote and separate each sentence into two categories, fact or story. A fact is something that is empirically just so. No opinions attached. That is a car. I am doing online school. She said these words. A story over here is something we think about a fact. That car is ugly. Distance learning sucks. She is rude. Anything in between those two, something where you take more than a moment's hesitation to decide if it's a fact or a story, will most likely fall into the belief category right in the middle. Everyone will make fun of me if I drive that car. I am not good at distance learning. She wants to split up my friend group. I have found that this is the best way to identify a belief which is really just a thought you are really practiced in thinking. And if you don't have anything in the belief category, then double-check your fact category. It helps to have a third party weigh in. Some facts are really beliefs in the wrong category. And if all your facts are indeed facts, then take a look at your list of stories and find the one that would be the hardest to get rid of. But most people will have at least one or two items in the belief column. So once you have that, look at each belief individually and see if it's something that is going to help you get your goal or something that is holding you back. If it is something that will help you get your goal, put a plus next to it. If it's something that is holding you back, acting as a barrier, then put a negative sign next to it. Here's how it would look for each one of those examples I've been using. Each one of these is from a real life story, by the way. A 17-year-old boy is having a tough time because his friends are all getting together without him on the weekends. He asks for a ride, but hardly anyone ever comes through. Now, he has his driver's license, and there is an old car in the garage that he could use, but it is really old. I mean, paint chipping, ceiling falling, screechy engine. And the belief that everyone would make fun of him if he drove that car to meet up with his friends was keeping him from his goal of hanging out with his friends. Now, would someone say a smart aleck remark if he showed up in that car? Maybe. But that's not the point. He was viewing it as a solid belief that he would be made fun of, which was stopping him from figuring out how to get that car to stop screeching, or how to park two blocks away and walk to his friend's house, or letting any negative comments... That his friends might say, roll off his back. That was a stowaway belief that was holding him back from reaching his desired destination. The second example, a college student was starting a semester of distance learning. He didn't do too well last semester when the world shifted into online learning in a weekend, and his GPA went from a 3.3 to a 2.8 in 6.0 weeks. And now that school was starting back up again, all online, he was worried that he wouldn't get his ultimate goal of graduating that December. Now, he was a very capable student, but he was carrying around a stowaway belief that was holding him back. I'm not good at distance learning. He had evidence for it. I mean, look what happened last semester, after all. It must be a fact, but it's not. It's a stowaway belief. One that, if he lets stay on his ship, will just suck all the energy away from other, more productive thoughts. Just like meals at sea, there is only so much energy to go around, and the thought you feed is the thought that grows. In the last example, a teenage girl had a best friend, but now another girl had joined the friend group and seemed to be wedging herself in between the two of them. And this new girl was rude, bossy, and was trying to split up the group. Or so the stowaway belief was telling our heroine. As long as she was carrying around that belief, she was showing up with anger, angst, and resentment toward the new girl, which fed into the cycle of dislike and distance. Her best friend enjoyed hanging out with his new girl, and if she was going to keep her best friend, she needed to change the way she viewed the newcomer those are just three examples now you'll have lots of evidence for your beliefs you spend a long time gathering them but it doesn't matter if it's a belief that won't get you to where you want to go then you need to get rid of it beliefs are optional they are a choice sometimes it doesn't feel like it because we are so used to thinking it i am not attractive people don't like me math is hard but trust me They are all optional. Now, sometimes you throw these stowaway beliefs overboard, and then the next day they are wandering around the ship, soaking wet, but still there. (laughs) It takes practice on throwing the beliefs overboard and having them stay gone. A good way to keep them at bay is to get a new belief that will take the place of the old belief. This new belief acts as a boat bouncer, not letting the old belief stay for too long. The new belief can be an opposite belief, going from people will make fun of me if I drive around that old junker to I can totally make this vintage style work. It can be a forward thinking belief, going from I am not good at distance learning to I'm learning to become good at distance learning. Or it can be a belief that gives permission to the way things are, going from this new girl is trying to break our friend group apart to It's okay that my best friend has friends outside of me. I can too, and will still always be here for her. So if you're struggling to make it to a desired destination or a goal, take a good look at the crew that is running things in your mind. Because as Captain Pegleg would put it, you don't want no smileys aboard bringing down morale, says I. Okay, so back to that super duper exciting announcement. Yes, me and three other incredible teen life coaches have joined forces and are launching a teen coaching membership program. Nothing like this exists out there, as far as I know, especially with four amazing coaches in one program. It's a monthly membership where teens get access to powerful courses designed by us to help teens with exactly what they are going through. The program also has weekly coaching workshops where teens can volunteer to be coached live or watch and learn from the experiences of others. And there are monthly community events that involve games, giveaways, and monthly cash prizes teens can win by participating in the program. Every successful athlete, celebrity, and entrepreneur has a coach. Now your teen can get four at their fingertips go to www.firmlyfounded.com slash teen for more information. I'll see you in there.